Welcome to the Worship Leader Problems Podcast with your host, Jeremy, and codename Joel. Look, worship ministry can be one of the most rewarding areas of church ministry. But it can also feel like... I'm a worship leader. And I'm a production guy. And these are our problems. Well, welcome to episode 11 of the Worship Leader Prop Podcast. Yes. Welcome. 2019. 2019, dude. Dude, it's, it's a new year. It's craziness. Um, So a cool thing happened over break. Yeah. We got into five digits when it comes to total plays of the podcast. Oh. <gasps> Yeah. Like we've almost, there's been almost enough plays that you could fill up a, a college basketball stadium of listeners of the worship leader props podcast. Nice. Nice. And thank you. That's crazy. Thank you to all you who are out there sharing it and telling your friends about yes. it. Please keep doing that. And in a moment, I want you to do something for me, but let me tell you what I'm going to ask you to do in a moment. Yeah. I'm going to ask Look at you, you doing it right this time. I'm trying, I'm, so proud I'm trying, I'm turning a new leaf. So in a moment, I love it. I want you to hit pause in just a moment. You're going to hit pause. But not, yet. not yet. In a moment, you're going to hit pause and you're going to go search us on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. You're going to hit subscribe and you're going to hit five stars. Okay. Subscribe five stars. and five stars and then leave a review, leave a nice Tell us how the podcast has affected you, if it's encouraged you or made you laugh or whatever. We, we need that. That really is helping the podcast to gain uh, some the audience that it needs to gain. And, and that's the people I in agree. the church that are out there in the trenches every day doing it. That's right. Just doing it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Because here's the deal. Like, man, we believe this podcast is making a difference. It was really cool. We are coming back from a vacation that my wife and I were just on and we stopped and we surprised a friend of ours who, um, so my best friend's son, who we've been really close to for a long time, just became a worship pastor at a church. And so we stopped to talk and he just said, man, he, that he calls me uncle Jer. Um, and he just said, uncle Jer, thank you for your podcast. Like he's 23 years old, just getting into full-time, uh, worship ministry. And he goes, what I'm learning has been so helpful. Cause like, you guys talk about it and that's literally what I'm dealing with on a daily basis. So mm. that's why we're asking you to give us these reviews because it's, it helps with the, the algorithms and the analytics and stuff to like get the podcast out there. And so, man, if you believe in what we're doing, go out five stars, anything else than five stars would be uncivilized. <laughs> and thank you. Do you remember, was that like back in the eighties, the Madonna commercial? where she had the flag around her and it was like the voting season. And she goes, and if you don't vote, you're going to get a spanky. <laughs> do you remember that? I do not remember that. You don't remember that? I think it was on M MTV back in the day. So oh. I would say if you don't rate us, you're going to get a spanky. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Jerry is going to come and take you to the That's woodshed right. for a spanky. <laughs> Dude. So my wife and I, so we got done with our Christmas Eve services. So we did, we did five services in three days mm -hmm. at my church. Mm -hmm. And then we got up early Christmas day and we left town. Nice. So here's what was the best part of it was. So at our church, we use something called WhatsApp to um, communicate. So it's just, it's really good. Like if you've got a bunch of iPhone users and Android users, 
using uh, WhatsApp allows all your group texting to kind of end up in one place and the formatting all looks good. It's, you can easily share stuff from, to Facebook straight from WhatsApp. So it's a really, it's a really useful platform for communicating, but dude, I got a pastor's thread, a pastor's and elders thread, a service planning team, a creative team. Like there's all these threads. And so you just, dude, I deleted it from my phone Oh. and on, and on December 25th, and I didn't put it back on my phone until late last night when I got home from my trip, 10 full days disconnected Holy from moly. the church. That's good, man. Dude. So was it like the Tasmanian devil in your pocket when you put it back and it was like, delete, <laughs> you know, notification, notification? Well, I, I had asked permission from my executive pastor to go dark. Um, you've heard me guys say it, but my church has been in transition and I haven't been off since our senior pastor moved on, which was back in April. Like I've had a couple week, like, like weeks off, but like I was working other events during those. Mm. And so like, this was the first time to like, and so they, they allowed me to go dark, but I got on and people were like asking me questions like, Hey, this about the sermon slides or this, that. And they were like, Oh, that's why I forgot. You said you were going dark. <laughs> but other than that, Dude, I was able to fully disconnect and just Good go hang you. out with family. That's a long haul since April. That's a really long haul. Yeah. Talking a lot. We've, we, we went 3,200 miles on our trip. Whoa. Right? Nice. Nice. Yeah. So, um, funny story. So, I've gotten into gaming a little bit. And so... Um, the legend grows. I know. You're giving me a face. But part of it was... I. My, my wife and I, every year, we take the seniors from her school on their senior trip. And this year, we're going up to Gatlinburg. We've rented a big log cabin, and we're going to hang out. And all the boys love to play Fortnite. And so I started playing it on my phone just to kind of start building a relationship with these guys. Well, then that turned into, you can't play Fortnite on your phone. you got to have an Xbox. And so I got an Xbox. And so it's so cool these days. Like, you have headphones on, and everybody's talking to each other. And it's a lot of fun. So one night, I'm playing, and one of my buddies jumps on. And he's like, hey, can we have another person in the squad? I'm like, yeah, no problem. And this dude gets on. And so we play for like 20 minutes. And he goes, Jeremy, why does your voice sound so familiar? And the other guy goes, man, he's on the Worship Leader Problems podcast. And the kids start freaking out. It's like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I listened to that. That was pretty cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. So if you want to hit up some squads with me on Fortnite, hit me up. I'll give you my. Man, I don't even know my gamer what tag. Fortnite is. It's ridiculous time suck. Really? It is. I gotcha. Well, I don't need another one of those. So how are you doing, dude? Did you get some time off got after 1,500 yeah. services? <laughs> oh, man. Got a little time off. Uh, it was great. I I sort of went dark as well. Um, I didn't. I probably couldn't go as dark as you went, but I did get to go dark. <laughs> and it was, man, it was timely. Uh, that, that December, oh, man. For being like the season of hope and joy and baby Jesus and all of that, man, December yeah. is brutal. If you're, it's if you hard. work at a church, man, December is brutal. Um, so yeah. yeah, I, it was, I'm glad I was like, I was really glad to be back to regular music. We've, this was our second weekend of like non Christmas music. So I was really Ooh. glad to be back to, uh, back to regular music, man. Oh yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go though. 2019. Ready to go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. 2019. Let's go. Absolutely. So, dude. <laughs> How do you remember what I was going to say? Dude. Crap. <laughs> I just, 
I just sometimes I feel like I just I just give Jen Smale just ammo. You do ammo. She's gonna meme. She's the in my head. Like I'll say something and I just know. Oh, a meme's coming. <laughs> Dang it. She's so good, man. She's good. She's got her finger on the pulse. Yeah. She's quick, man. She is. Well, quick. hey, let, let's recognize as we're coming through just a, a tough season that's so difficult for somebody in the church. Let's recognize some MVPs. All right. You got it. You got it. Okay. So this week, our staff MVP is Brad Heyman. Now, Brad was nominated by Tom Postlewaite. Man, I know I butchered that. I'm so sorry. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty long. <laughs> Tom Postlewaite. Um, and, and so Brad is at Sale Baptist Church. Uh, he oversees generational ministries, but has also uh, taken on the responsibility of the worship ministry for a number of years. And um, through some transitions and all of that, Brad just consistently consistently drives it forward, um, even bringing in click tracks and multi-tracks and uh, directing special services at Christmas and Easter. And no matter what, uh, he is experiencing even in stressful season he's he's really great with the team and so our staff mvp is brad Heyman. brad Heyman, and we salute we salute you, you. and to tom i apologize <laughs> <laughs> i saw the name when it came in in the emails and i was like oh dang oh. this problem's gonna have some problems with that yeah and and while we're, while you're talking about that we have we have been accepting mvp nominations on the dms and on in, in instagram here's the deal yeah. we get a ton of dms and instagram is doing this archiving thing where we can't we're losing messages so we need to transition to just there's two ways you can send in an mvp you can email us That's right info at worshipleaderprobs.com or Correct. you can go to our website worshipleaderprobs.com Okay, either way, yep. and just click on the uh, the MVP menu or the contact menu, and uh, you can yep. you can submit the form there. So here's what we need: we need the name, we need the num the church that they're at, we need yep. to know what they do there, we need a picture, and we need their yep. Instagram uh, account name, and right. just you know yep. what? Why are they why are they making a difference? So do that for us. Email us info at worshipleaderprobs.com or go to our website and uh, and submit the form there. So you can also send us to info at worshipleaderprobs.com. You can you can send us um, Starby's gift card. Starby's gift, yeah, or the Outbacks, or the Outbacks, <laughs> and, or maybe a pass for a Google Hang. <laughs> Dude, I want to tell you, I have gotten so many text messages <laughs> about Google Hang. <laughs> and starbies <laughs> and hand to heaven i thought starbies was really a thing i know i know you did your face was so sincere <laughs> but it's not i'm sorry and I'll, i'm here to tell you that will not be the last one of those that we have so <laughs> but i'm also here to tell you we we would use your starbies gift cards if you want to send them to us <laughs> that's right man that's right so this week our volunteer uh, MVPs. It's a married married couple. Okay, they were nominated by Ooh. Courtney Freeman. It's a husband and wife a wife team, Bobby and Mandy Henderson. Um, they serve at Courtney's church, and 
Mandy serves on the uh, audiovisual team. She does lights and lyrics on the screen. Uh, she serves every week. She shows up early to double check everything and make sure it's right. She's smiling, encouraging people while she serves. She trains new volunteers. Um, she serves at the Heights Church and she does it with excellence. And Mandy, if you want to move to my city and serve on our team, please do so because you sound incredible. <laughs> you sound incredible. As does her husband. Can we get like Bobby. 50? So Mandy and Bobby, this okay. is like one of those uh, super couples, right? The power couple. Power couple. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, it's a power couple. Why is it funny? <laughs> it's a power couple. Have you never heard of power couple before? Super, yeah, I have. But I, yeah. Sorry. Super couple. Super couple. <laughs> Another hashtag. <laughs> so Bobby is her husband. And Bobby is the drummer at the Heights. Now, check this. Bobby's been on the team for uh, for years. And he's an amazing drummer. Um, and he... I think he plays every single weekend. He he has served oh every single week for the last four years. That dude needs a Starbucks gift that card. That dude does need a Starbucks gift card. Um, so Bobby, man, thank you. He's patient. He's, um, you know, he helps kind. helps wire sound and lighting and does all kinds of stuff. And so, man, Bobby and Mandy and we Brett Heyman, you. we salute you. No, we salute you. We salute you. We salute you. <laughs> <laughs> One day we're going to get it together, man. Yeah, I know. Oh, can we figure out a way to like pump a click through here? <laughs> so that we can <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Awesome. Well, hey, let's get into some prayer concerns. So in this portion of the podcast, we like to just take some time. And we like to revel in um, some of the comments that all of our friends get at their churches on their prayer cards. Um, sometimes you call it your welcome card, but all of us being good leaders in our churches, we want to know what's going on with the people. And so we leave room on the card for them to share, uh, for our congregants to share any prayer requests or needs they might have. But many people will use that to share all the concerns that they have in the church. And so, Mr. Probs, what do you got this week? Okay, we've got a, I've got a couple. And uh, okay, I think good. one is sort of mean <laughs> and one is really funny. Okay. So, okay. Um, okay. So, okay. So the mean, here's a mean one. Somebody, 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 somebody said this. <laughs> oh my gosh. It said after leading worship, an older lady came up and said, Jesus would be disappointed in you. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh my goodness. Where, where, what? What planet do you live on where that Did is you do okay? Like a Post Malone song? Oh, man. Don't Golly. do that. Don't do that. No, 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 no. Okay, so here's another one. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, here, I'm just going to read it. Right after I finished just an amazing set, like technically tight and the spirit was so present, a lady comes up to me and is like, quote, don't worry, you'll continue to get more comfortable. <laughs> it's like man i was oh pretty comfortable goodness. just then i thought it was comfortable oh my goodness there there was one uh, floating around on a couple of the forums and it was it was a handwritten one on the on the prayer card and it said 
your version of Joy to the World was as irrelevant as Roseanne Barr. <laughs> oh, man. Come on. Come on, fam. I, Dude, I, sometimes do you just want to like borrow that holy two by four that God used on Saul on the Damascus Road and be like, hey, can I borrow that real quick? And just go Absolutely. for a bunch of people. Just wham. Right you just want to look at him and go, who hurt you? Yeah, exactly. What What is wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong yeah. with you? Oh, I, I will, I'll I tell you just... this. I had a lady come to me once. This has been several years ago. And, um, you know, she just happened to be at the church on Monday morning. She hit me with a, I didn't like this. This was too low, whatever. I, I don't remember what it was. And uh, I, I was, I was a little soft, feeling a little salty that morning. And so as soon as I, okay. as soon as she, as soon as it came out of her mouth, I was like, well, happy Monday morning to you, <laughs> to you too. <laughs> <laughs> and so she just stood there. Cause I think, again, we've talked about this before. Like all people are used to hearing from us is, Hey, stand and sing, you know, God is great. Let's lift up the name of yeah. the Lord. You know? And then, so when they have it, like a, a conversation with us and maybe we disagree on something, it, it throws them. They don't know how to receive. And so she just stood there with these big eyes. And so I just walked off, man. And so yeah. later on she came to my office. Okay. And she knocked on the door and I was, I had my team in there and we were having a meeting. And so I stepped out, uh, the door was a little bit cracked just so I, they could hear what was going on. And so she goes, Hey, I just wanted to come and apologize. And I literally, in my heart, I thought, you got to be kidding me, man. This is a woman I never thought I would hear that from ever. And so she said, I, wow. I, I, I wanted to come and apologize. And she, then she tagged it with, but you know, sometimes <laughs> things need to be said. What? And I said, not always. <laughs> they don't always need to be said. Good for you. You know, I just... Here's the deal. I, I, I've always told people, if you're going to be upset with something I did, come and get the truth. Yeah. Right. Be upset with the truth. Don't be yeah. upset with some kind of an assumption or whatever. You got a question, come and ask, but come and ask me. Don't ask my wife or my assistant or whatever. Like come and ask me and I'll yeah. tell you the truth, you know, and it may not be what you agree with and that's okay. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Wow. So that don't always need to be said. I like how you answer. Cause like, I love to be the guy that like, let's say you're in traffic and somebody's upset behind you when they go by, I just give them a thumbs up and a smile. <laughs> you're the care bear, man. Because people, cause people don't know what to do with that. Like they're coming up expecting like the middle finger or upset. And I'll just smile real big. And I give them a thumbs up. Wait a second. Okay. I just called you the care bear, but you know what you are. What am I? You're the care jer. Care Jer. That's a new thing. Well, Jen. A lot of people call me a lot of people call me Jer Bear. Really? But nobody's called uh -huh. you Care Jer. Nobody's called me Care Jer Bear. Wow. Next level. Oh yeah, right. This is next level. Well, speaking of next level, why don't we slide into some DMs? So it was funny. I, I used the song that I use in that portion is uh, from the Mamas and the Papas, I think is the band. And so I, I'm going into uh, after the first service, I'm going in the green room to get some food. And, I hear, and that's what they're listening to when I walk in. <laughs> Bear down. 
chicken arrow. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome. And you can't help when that song comes on, you can't help but kind of strut a little bit when you're right. walking. Like That's my walking around music. Oh, is it? Yeah. Like if I was a baseball player and you got to pick the music that they played when you went up to bat, that'd be, a, yeah. that'd be good. People would be up dancing in the stands. Oh. oh, that would totally be awesome. I would do something off the wall, like uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow by Big <laughs> Hawaiian Guy. <laughs> With the ukulele, mm, da 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 just be like walking up and be like, what's up? You're killing just me, throw man. people off completely. <laughs> oh, you're killing me, man. All right, Mr. Props. Okay, so <laughs> Prop, what, here's our DM. What do we got in the DMs Our DM this question this week is advice for someone who is just starting out. Okay, so gotcha. maybe we can have, uh, like I can speak to the, the worship side. You can speak to the production side is that yep. all right you want to go first yeah man sure um so i'm probably gonna start in a way different direction than what many would think i'm not going to give you anything technical to start with um focus on your relationship with jesus christ mm. and figure out exactly who what your identity is in him um so many times uh, we think, and I, I see it a lot, especially in the production world, like um, if I can make a vocal just like sing, like I figure out exactly where the mud in that vocal is and I can hear, I can hear feedback and walk up to the guy and go, that's, that's three and a half K man wants to pull that out. Like that's the kind of stuff that we focus on because it's the external, you know, it's the stuff that like um, nobody's going to fire me if I don't stay in the word every day. But they're going to fire me if I can't figure out how to get feedback out of the, out of the speaker's mic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so that's where mm -hmm. we start. But the reality is, like, a muddy vocal, being able to clean that up, that's going to save no one. Mm. But if you have a deep relationship with Jesus Christ and you are out there and you are sharing the gospel and you're loving on people, God can use that, though, to, to, to grow his kingdom. And so I'm going to say first things first, be in the word every single day know exactly who you are in Jesus Christ. Like for me, I look back at my first two years of ministry um, where I, I had pastor uh, before my name. And it was specifically production, audio, video, lighting. I spent the first two years only working on the technical side. Hmm. Like there, there's, a, there's an app you can download to your phone called Quiz Tones. And you can like play music and it'll boost certain frequencies. And it's like a game figure out well, what, what frequency did they just boost? I would sit there for hours trying to just listen. I would go in at five o'clock in the morning because like where our sanctuary is, there's a school all around it. So I'd go in at five o'clock in the morning and I would run tracks through the console so I could sit in EQ and just mess with the compressor until I could hear what it was actually doing. I would just do all that stuff, but like hardly ever would I just sit and be in God's word. Like, I'm loving people. I'm praying. You know what I mean? But like, I just wasn't growing there, but I got really good with the other audio stuff. But then like, I noticed like my teams weren't being led well. And so like God just flipped a switch and me is like, man, you are, you focused on the wrong, like, don't get me wrong. You have to get good and be proficient at your job. Like, so it's not bad to go and to get better at those things, but it can't be at the expense of your walk with Christ. Absolutely. So that would be number one. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, Number two, if you're just starting out, find somebody who's better at it than you are and ask them to mentor you. Mm -hmm. um, so like I, I have a bunch of friends, very well-skilled in audio, video, lighting, and I would just 
would it be cool if I ask questions? Can I come share? And so I would go like, I'm very close to Orlando, Florida. And so like, Hey, I'd call it. There was a church, church in North, uh, in Orlando called Northland. Hey, can I just come sit with your lighting guy? I just want to watch his work. And, and, and so built some relationships, was able to go do that, go sit in the booth at a large church and watch a mix, um, talk with friends who are really good at pro presenter. Hey, how are you using that? What do you, so a lot of the times the larger churches, they want to pour into the smaller. And so like, just make a phone call, ask for the production guy and be like, Hey, look, I'm so-and-so I'm working at a church in town. Would you be willing just to kind of share some stuff with me? Um, and then find some people who you trust that you're be willing to let speak into you. Um, that, you know, are for you, that care about you and love you. And so if they share something like it's not to hurt you, it's because they want to make you better. Mm-hmm. And so like for me, I would like change the font on the lyrics and there's a couple people I'd go to, Hey, was that cool? Was that dumb? And I would let them speak into me. You know what I mean? And all those things made me better and was able to give me a stronger product that I could give to the people because all that I'm trying to do in the production world is, man, I'm just, I'm trying to make Jesus Christ number one. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm doing all that I can with all the technology God has given me access to, to just preach the word of God through it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's all hundred percent about the gospel. And so, man, find some people that'll pour into you. Don't be afraid to let people critique you. Um, and, and, and just stay in God's word and stay grounded in him. Mm. That's great, man. That's really great stuff. Um, and that's great. Yeah. There's production guys have to know, so many things like there's so many disciplines under your umbrella um that it man it takes a lot of hard work to get good at all of them it really does yeah lots of details and lots of yeah so man that's great that's great um mine my my uh list would be very similar to yours um you know you got to prepare spiritually um and and we've mentioned this on in previous episodes but whether you're going to have pastor in your title or not doesn't really matter. You're leading people. You're going to lead people, right? You're going Scripture to lead, says you're a minister. Absolutely. You're going to lead people in a, a, a significant experience every single week, a life-changing uh, experience every single week. So uh, you need to prepare spiritually. Um, you need to prepare your craft. You know, you need to prepare musically. If you're a singer or a player, you need to, you need to prepare that. Uh, you need to be, you need to set the mark for excellence. You need to set the tone for your team. Um, and that's not the third weekend of the month. That's every weekend, every rehearsal. Yep. You need to set the tone. Right. You need to set the tone. Um, you need to be, uh, preparing administratively. Okay. This is something that, <clears throat> man, I get college kids all the time coming to me. Hey, I want to be a worship leader. I said, you do? Yeah, I do. I said, well, let me tell you what, and they'll ask me, what, what, what should I be doing? And I'm like, well, I'm going to tell you something. I'm in a large church, multi-site, uh, lots of services. In a, in a good week, I probably spend three hours leading worship, and I probably spend 70. Right. Do what? I said, that's right. Oh, yeah. And I, I probably spend 70 yeah. hours planning and scheduling and managing people and details and making sure that everything is all the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed for the weekend. And so kind of like what you said, I would, I would find a really gifted administrator, even if they're not in your field and just watch how they 
watch how they plan. In particular, if you, if you know somebody who plans events, because worship is an event, it, it really edits. Yeah. I mean, for all the practical things are there. It's an event every week. And so I'd, I'd find right. somebody who plans events. I'd, I'd shadow them. I'd watch processes and uh, you got to learn how to manage people. I mean, you got to learn how to have uh, hard questions. You got to learn how to have um, people, you know, pouring their heart out to you. You're going to, you're going to, you're going to face a lot. And so um, those are the, some of the things I would be about. And, you know, lastly, of course, I would subscribe to the Worship Leader Probs podcast. <laughs> right? I mean. Hashtag selfless plug. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's that's what I would, I would, but I, I would say the administrative stuff, um, that is the stuff that gets overlooked. Um, it's yeah. because, look, to some people it's fun. To most people it's not fun. I am a person that it is that's not right. fun for. But I have stood in front of large groups of people often enough with the realization that I forgot to double check something. And I thought, I'm never doing that again. And so, um, yeah, so, you know, the administrative part is is just huge. And it, it, it helps everybody win. It helps your volunteers win. It helps the ministries that you overlap with win. It helps your church and your team win. Um, it's, it's, it's just, it's necessary. That's right. Good stuff. Well, guess what? It's time to get into part two of the interview with Aaron Schust. All right, dude. Um, so you've, I think I saw on Wikipedia, you've been leading worship since about 2000. Yes. January okay, 3rd. So, uh, yeah. Per, yeah. Officially. Officially. That's the first time they so, started talking about, um, helping me pay my mortgage by leading worship. Yes. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love it. So in 18 years of not even just in the church, but also like on the road, bro, like what's the craziest thing that's ever happened? Craziest thing, leading worship on the road, man, I don't know. This is crazy, but it's the first thing I thought of. Just, there's nothing like falling off the stage <laughs> <laughs> after 18 years. If that has not happened, then you're living in a bubble. This was just, this was, uh, this was not leading worship. This was at a church. Uh, I'm sorry, this is at a concert. It was at a church. Uh, and like I said earlier, I always want my, you know, my, my concerts to have a worshipful feel. I'll do worship songs. And, um, but it was, this was as simple as I was going from the piano position to the guitar position and it was lights out. And I just, I thought I was on the stage and I stepped off. I mean, I just fell a good four feet and did a face plant and Oh. It didn't break anything, but it was still in the dark. Like nobody, nobody knew it happened. So <laughs> on my way, lights never came back up. It was a long break. Eventually I got to the piano and played, or I, I think I went from guitar to the piano. That's what it was. Like I said, that's not the craziest thing, but. Um, well, I'm curious. Was the cue for lights to come back up when you started playing? Yeah, exactly. You know, and so you that, that's good. such things like. But yeah, that was the problem. I had to find the piano. It was really, really dark. <laughs> um, there's always those end of tour pranks that would happen on the last day. And that's a little, that's really tricky with, with worship. Like when, when you're just like, when you, well, whatever, when you're not, when you're not leading worship, there's something that really emotional that happens in, in the worship experience. And when you're leading a song yeah. and just, you realize people are entering in and they're raising their hands and they're mm. closing their eyes. Mm. Um, it's really tricky to figure out where to, 
do a prank in the middle of a worship set. There was one song that, you know, Bill, I was, we were out with Building 429, and they chose wisely. It was a song, Matchless. It was near the top of the set. And uh, so we're just rocking out this song. Your name is Matchless. Your name is Priceless. But it was fun, you know, and it was a rocker. Um, and backstage, they had this costume department, and everyone just, they, they got a bunch of green leprechaun derbies. And they ran out in the middle of the song while we were playing and just put leprechaun derbies on everybody. But our hands are oh occupied, so we couldn't take them off. And so we just <laughs> yeah. we did the whole we did the whole song with leprechaun derbies. And here's the, here's wow. the third one I'm thinking of. This is a, I think speaking of tour pranks. I was out with Johnny Diaz. This was weird. Johnny's pretty funny. He uh, he's hilarious. Yeah. Yes, right. And this this is an interesting sense of humor that he he pulled on me. He he finished his set and I was coming out next. The last thing he told people, I obviously was not watching his set. I was you know getting ready, I guess. The last thing he said is, hey, I've got one more song. Aaron Schust is going to come out in a minute, minute. When he comes out, you know, it's the last night of tour. So we're doing tour pranks. Whenever he asks you to stand up, I need everyone to stand up and turn around. <laughs> and, man, I have never experienced more of an, like, I'm, you know, I feel like I'm dreaming. I literally yeah. felt like this is not real. This is not That's real. Nice. Everyone stood up and turned around. And here I am singing, you know. I, I, I forget <laughs> But like it was the That's first fantastic. thing, hey guys, it's great to be here. Let's stand and worship together. And they all stood up and turned their backs to me. <laughs> like, what's going on? But little by little, they felt guilty and turned around and just laughed. I mean, how did they explain that to me? I've got my ears in, I'm up on stage. Then I just, I, what just happened to people? So it's, you know, it's good, it's good nature. And um, yeah, I, I got to do you, want, do you guys want to hear a funny Johnny Dias story? Please. Okay. So uh, I used to play guitar for a girl and uh, we, we opened a couple of shows for Johnny. And, um, so the very first one, it was like our first, like big coming out, like, you know, first official thing. And so the drummer, uh, was the husband to the lead singer. And so he went out and he bought her a really nice Sennheiser wireless mic that she could take with her. And, and so we had it sitting on a mic stand with a bow on it. Right. Okay. (laughs) And he had a card on it and I'm not going to go into what it said on the card, but it was rather saucy. Okay. Okay. Now remember, <laughs> to his wife. This is a this is a husband to a yeah, wife. Sure. So this this guy walks in very unassuming, and has and he and he comes up on stage, and I go, uh, I didn't get to get to him in time, and he walks over and he sees what looks to be a present. So he thinks that he's been given something. So he goes over, and he reads this card, and I look, and he's beat red because oh, no. he thought this was for him. And it's got this saucy thing on the front and the inside of the card was very saucy too. So he opens up and reads it before I can get to him. And I go running up on stage and I'm like, are you Johnny Diaz? And he was like, yeah. I go, that's not for you. He was mortified. Oh my word. It it was fantastic. So the the, the note was permissible, but not beneficial. (laughs) Absolutely. Incredible. Again, within the confines of marriage. And if it had happened the right way, it would have been fine. (laughs) That's embarrassing. Oh my goodness. That's awful. I'm pretty sure. um, Yeah. Such embarrassing moments like that have not happened to me. Thank God. (laughs) that's good that's a good hey okay so is there anything you can't live without okay so we talked to paul balash a couple weeks ago and his was like yeah i feel kind of weird saying this but it's my favorite pillow i travel a lot i've got to have a pillow with me like is it for you what is it is it like a grooming product or is it a favorite pair of shoes or what's your thing man i know it's not my pillow because i have i have taken those uh those ridiculously expensive Tempur-Pedic pillows on the road with me and then accidentally left them 
that's, oh. that just that feels about as bad as when like the blue lights show up in your rearview mirror that you just feel that pit in your stomach you're <laughs> yes. like oh, oh so yeah. i left my pillow um i think i here's i carry i carry a, a pair of slippers around with me so it was a, a good pair of uggs that i got um years ago and then you know they 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 lived they had they had their lifespan and i got a new pair of slippers i was getting ready to throw away the old ones i'm like you know what i'm gonna let these because they're still good they're in good shape um these are going to become my road slippers because my wife is keen to, she's not a germaphobe but she's very wise to the fact that germs exist and she's like man the stuff that you bring home from the road and the bathrooms that you've visited and and airports and truck stops you are not walking into this house with, with that joke you know i mean like it's it's like a, hello hello family i'm home straight to the shower right and um, and so i have a pair of home slippers that have never gone outside and i have a pair of road slippers that have never entered my house except for within my suitcase um, and man, I have worn those things through airports because why not? There's just something so oh, comfortable about a pair of Uggs. So yeah, that's that. That would be my. I can't live without. I, I bring a candle on the road as well. There's just something about having a, a night. I have a candle in front of me right now. There's just just a little mm-hmm. moving flame. The warm, the smell. I'm a, I'm a fan of the five senses. You know. Yeah. yeah. I always have oh, that I got the windows open right now, even though it's like 39 degrees outside, it just feels, <laughs> I want to feel, I want to smell, I want to, I want to hear, I want to taste. I got, I got the tea right here. And I, I try to carry that on the road because hotels can be miserable unless you, mm. uh, even, even the nice ones could just be yeah. you know, stale unless you, you, you bring stuff like that. Those creature comforts. So those are the first heard, two I think uh, of slippers and a candle. I've heard, I've heard John Mayer on the Bobby Bone show talk about like road life and living in hotels. And how, like, I'll just use every towel because I can. But, like, yes. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he said sometimes tour life is just learning how to waste large quantities of time and, like, yes. getting really good at that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. You have to find that rhythm, and then you have to figure out what, what makes life uh, bearable in those downtimes. We always say hurry up and wait. It's always a game of hurry up and wait. You know, hurry, go, 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 go. Okay, you got three more hours. There's a lot of that. <laughs> It, oh my gosh. It, it's funny from like our perspective, you just think tour life would be the ultimate. But the, the more I have met people that are out there touring and most of the guys I talk to are more on the production side of things. And they're, it, they're, it, it's not as glamorous as what Hollywood wants to make it out. to. Be. It's definitely not glamorous, but I think there's the way I mean, I, we just mentioned a couple of mundane things with the five senses, how to make it. You know, but that's that that's not even deep enough to carry you through. To me, it's it's about the people that you're with. Um, when I have an opportunity to pick and choose the people that I I go on the road with, man, I really do. And, um, I was talking, it's interesting, my, my, uh, and just the season that I'm in right now, I might not be touring on a tour bus as much as I used to, like I'm going to be doing, uh, for Christmas. Usually it's airplanes and flying around and doing one officer conferences for the weekend and flying home. Yeah. Um, but when I come home, I'm kind of, I'm kind of exhausted in, in multiple ways. Uh, I'm an introvert. I'm a five if you're an Enneagram person. Um, and so like, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good on my own. I'm good with that recharge time on my own. And so I got an email from, uh, from my church uh, and they're doing a survey and they wanted to know, you know, what is it that most frustrates me as a man in the church uh, when it comes to connecting with other men? Hmm. I, th- I, th- I had to sit back and think, I I don't find in my heart right now a longing when I come home. 
and I've got good friends, good, good guy friends, and I don't need to belittle those friendships, but just in the longing in my heart, I'm not thinking, I got to get out of the house and, and meet with these guys and have some real, real talks about the Christian walk because the people I tour with mm. are guys who are believers in Jesus, and we spend a lot of time talking about spiritual things. Mm. That's awesome. It's that's beautiful, awesome. you know, and then we take yeah, the stage and we worship yeah, together. Real. And then, man, it's, it's real life stuff. And so when I come home, I'm like, I've got a wife and three kids that I can't wait to hang out with. I can't yeah, wait yeah. to take a nap. I can't wait to crawl into my own bed. You know, I can't wait to have my wife's cooking. Those talk, taco Tuesday tonight. I'm thrilled. Like, <laughs> that's, it, right. that's I'm not thinking like, man, I need a small group. Uh, Cause right now my, my season in life, I do have a small group and it's called my band. It's yeah. yeah, it's work, but man, it's, it's rich and it's real and it's deep. And, and we're getting up on stage worshiping every night that we're on the road at least. Yeah. And, that's uh, awesome. So yeah, it's a really good thing. How important, how important that is um, to, to have uh, on the road. It's, and that's what makes, yeah, back to what you were saying. That's what, that's what makes road life feel meaningful, even if it can be exhausting. Mm-hmm. And I have my little policies like try, we try our best to not take flights before 9 a.m. Cause that's just yeah. miserable to have to get up early and get yeah. to the airport and everyone's tired. Oh, yeah. I get sick. I lose my voice. No one's happy. Um, yeah. So we try our best to just, you know, we'll fly in the night before if we need to and sleep in, get rested. And, um, quality of life uh, on the physical side and also on the spiritual side is so important on the road. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So in all of your experiences, staff member, road guy, um, if we, if we could gather every, worship leader, every production guy, every church volunteer, it would be a, just a massive room. If we could gather them all in one place and we gave you a microphone to address them, what would you say? Man, let me, uh, oh, i open up my phone here. My, my, my fingerprint wasn't working. My phone doesn't believe who I am either. <laughs> hacked by Twitter earlier and did not believe in who I am. I'm going to open something up. Um, you know, sometimes the, uh, the answer to such question is the, uh, is the first thing you think of, right? Library. Mm-hmm. That's, what, uh, that's why we don't give you the questions beforehand. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I love that. Um, but I'm glad you said that you can edit this cause I'm having trouble finding it. I know it's your son. Oh, you're fine. Take your time. Um, Let's see. Pro Tools is my friend. Yes. Um, Prayer Shield. Oh, you know what it would be under? Yeah, that's where that's where I put it. Beautiful. There we go. I um I created something, a little document back in 2015. I call it the Team Schust Standard. Mm. Um, okay. There were some things that I started thinking about, and I thought, man, we need to. As as it springboards off of what I just talked about, being on the road with brothers. Mm. Um, who believe, and sometimes sisters, like we're, we're, this Christmas tour, we mm. got a, a cellist and a violist who mm. are uh, young ladies, and uh, that, you know, some, there's nothing like a young lady in your presence. And I, some people have, some guys, and I, I support this well, they have a policy, no, no girls on the bus. We're, mm. we're all guy mm. unit, I appreciate that. And I understand why. I do understand why. Um, when we have girls on the bus, it helps us keep, um, keep the bus cleaner. And we, not because they're cleaning it, but because we keep it clean. We're trying to like, mm-hmm. oh, we, let's, let's not leave our dirty socks and, and, and what hoodies on the floor with our shoes. It's just, let's keep it presentable for the girls, you know, for the ladies. And also we keep nice. our, uh, our conversation presentable. 
You know, it just, it's interesting. The presence of a woman, in my experience, calls all guys to a higher standard. Uh, mm. But there's something more important than the presence of a woman that should keep us to a higher standard. Amen. It's the presence yeah. of the Holy Spirit Absolutely. as we're uh, as always with us. Mm. So mm. that's, mm. those kind of thoughts led me to create a document that I wanted to provide to my, 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 my troop, my, the people that we go out with. Not as, and there's a place for them to sign and date at the bottom of it, but it's not to turn back wow. in to me. It's not an accountability thing to me. Yeah. Accountability to themselves and to their God that, Hey, this is something we're going to follow. So I wrote this in 2015 in August and haven't updated it. Um, I know you're not doing, that doesn't even show up. Forget it. That didn't work. Um, <laughs> it's a one page document, team shoe standard. It says this while serving with team shoes, I am a representative of both the team and Jesus Christ to every person with whom I come in contact. I acknowledge my conduct also affects the spiritual climate of the entire team as we serve together. With God's help, I pledge to exemplify the following characteristics, submitting to his word in these areas of my life. And what I've done is come up with six characteristics that spell out the word saints. Okay. Mm, okay. We know in scripture we are declared saints, not because of anything that we've done, but because of the finished work of Christ, right? Substitutionary mm. atonement, his righteousness imputed to us, our mm. sin placed on him. Uh, we are therefore declared saints. So the idea of, of that is we, if we are saints, how should saints act? So the first mm. letter S, we're servants. Um, I reference Philippians 2, 4 to 7. Look not only to the, your own interest, but also to the interest of others. Like, hey, we're all together here. We're on the road. Yes, I get that you're getting paid for this job and this job, but if this, if this needs to be picked up, you know, would you consider being a servant and help, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, secondly, A, above reproach. Ephesians 5.3 says, Among you there must not even be a hint of sexual immorality or impurity. I think that's yep. self-explanatory, mm-hmm. right? Above reproach. Inspiring. Uh, Philippians, this is I, inspiring, Philippians 2.14, do everything without complaining or arguing. Um, I had a, a drummer years ago um, who was 10 years younger than me. One of my drummers came and he challenged me uh, because I was going through a season of, of complaining on the road. And I think the reason why I was complaining was I felt bad. I wanted their experience to be great. And they're out working for me. They're out working for Aaron Schust. And, and the, the hotel got canceled. We thought we had two rooms, but we only have one. And, and I was like, guys, man, it shouldn't be this way. It's, and I was complaining because I wanted them to feel like it was supposed to be better than this. Like my intentions were kind of pure. But he, told, he pulled me aside and said, man, Aaron, you're the leader of our group. And you set the temperature in this, in this room. And if you wow. are excited about something, we're going to be excited. And if you complain, we're going to wow. complain. You got to keep you got to keep the the temperature up. And I'm like, man, I received that. God forgive me, and thank you for being so bold to tell me that. So inspiring. Mm-hmm. Do everything without complaining or arguing. That's I. Three more noble N uh, from Ephesians five four. Nor should there be any obscenity, foolish talk, or coarse joking. Man, this might be the hardest for for so many. So many of us. Oh yeah. You, know, you hear about mm-hmm. the pendulum swings and and anything and any any social movement. I feel like there's been a, you know, we you, know, you can go back a couple decades and everyone wore suits to church and no one ate ice cream on Sundays and all the things. And then there's there's this pendulum swing to freedom. We got freedom in Christ and it's okay to do. It's okay to eat ice cream. It's okay to have a drink. It's okay to smoke. It's okay to swear. It's okay to cuss. It's okay to watch all these movies and at freedom in Christ. And I feel like man. That is not what we read about in the Bible. We're called to be holy. We're called to be mm. set apart. 
Set apart. What do saints mm-hmm. act like? Mm-hmm. So um, no obscenity, no foolish talking, no coarse joking, which does not, I want you to know that what, that means when that does happen on the bus or wherever, we're not yelling at each other. We're not calling each other on the carpet like, hey, you broke rule number four. It's not, it's just like, hey, we're, we're calling ourselves to a higher standard and with mm-hmm. gentleness and respect. Maybe we pull someone aside and say, hey, man, I just want to call you to a higher standard, you know? Yeah. Um, Because it says here in Ephesians that we shouldn't be obscene or have foolish talk or coarse joking. And I feel like, and and man, whenever it does go that direction, there's, I crawl into bed at night and I just feel like, ugh, that was not how I wanted to spend my day. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Trustworthy. James 5 says, confess, this is T in saints, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other that you may be healed. James 5, 16. So trustworthy. We want to be a brotherhood. We want to, we want to be able to be available to each other, to hold each other accountable. Uh, and to pray for each other, to be trustworthy. Like, hey, I want to share something with you that's really tough in my life right now. Can I trust you guys? You know, trust tree, right? Can I trust you guys mm-hmm. to hold this gently and to not to not share it, to not gossip, uh, but to help yeah. me through it? And finally, the last one is the other S in saints, sober. Do not get drunk mm-hmm. on wine. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, I could elaborate on this. I, I, I will say this. This is not a stance on teetotal teetotaling um this yeah. is this is a stance on not being drunk um i think that's what the bible teaches and in, in my pursuit of of knowing truth um i think if I, I think jesus would not have made wine if he had a, if he thought that alcohol itself were evil but it, it can absolutely be abused yep. so can caffeine so can a lot of things uh yep. so can television we can focus on i mean i've been on the road with people where the rule was was no alcohol and I was like well, that's that, okay that's fine but I also watched gluttony be a problem mm-hmm. and uh, like yeah. well let's 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 be careful to to not sin in any capacity so these are just it's an attempt mm-hmm. we're never going to reach perfection here uh we that's still true. after the at the end of the day we still need the righteousness of Christ mm-hmm. right to stand before mm-hmm. the but this is our attempt yeah. to act like saints so he's called us saints let's act like it man that is powerful thanks for sharing that wow so that's what I would say if they were all in one room. I think there's, there's, there's a call from the spirit on my heart to say, hey, like we, like we said earlier, we're set apart. How, how do we act set apart? How do we, you know, yeah, we, we, we'll walk on stage and we'll sing these songs of praise, but how do we act in the green room? What do we joke mm-hmm. about exactly. in the green room? What are we watching on our phones in the green room mm-hmm. right before and after we lead people to the throne room? Um, that means a lot to me. The, yeah, because the reality is I love – your heart of wanting to everything you do is like a, a worship thing. You know what yes. I mean? You've talked about that and worship is just ascribing worth. And so yes. how are you supposed to go there and ascribe worth to the only one who's worthy and then come down and now start ascribing worth to something that well, is no. only the devil may try to use to tear down your soul. Right. And listen, again, we're all going to sin. We're all going to stumble. We're, we all need Jesus, but there's something about Absolutely. saying, Oh, that's fine. I got freedom to do this. I got freedom to do that. Man, we're called to walk, walk in the spirit, to abide, to That's remain. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, abide means to rest and to not depart. So in yeah. John 15, abide in the vine, you know, stay, remain in me. Uh, not, mm-hmm. So to, to not intentionally use the freedom to sin so that grace may increase. Paul talked about that by no means. Mm-hmm. We should. Yep. Yep. Man, that's great. Wow. wow. That, that could be for those of you out there listening. Um, Mr. Worshipwood Problems and I, we've talked a lot about uh, 
encouraging your teams towards preparation, encouraging your teams towards showing up on time. Mm-hmm. You know, we've talked about building a covenant for your worship teams that mm-hmm. they would sign, but you don't give it back to the worship pastor or any of the pastors you're serving with. It's between you and God. And so if you haven't developed one, I mean, you, there are some things in here for what Aaron's using for his team. Absolutely. That very well could work for your own worship teams out there. Yeah, man. Saints. It's not copyright. Just go ahead and claim it. <laughs> Just, when you put it on Instagram, make sure you tag Aaron Shoes. Make sure you tag. That's the most important thing. I need the credit. Yeah. Yeah. Got to get that. If I don't get more followers, it wasn't worth the effort. <laughs> so, Aaron, you're, you're on a, a Christmas tour now. Yeah, how many well, more? How many more dates? How many? How many dates total are? Is the tour? Looking at ten. Uh, so three weekends. Uh, nice. no, we're working on tenth right now, so that's hopeful. Gotcha. Are you? Uh, are you solo or are you with somebody? JJ Weeks is coming out with me, so this oh, is our wow. fifth. Uh, fifth annual Unto Us is the name of my record. Yes. And then, um, I, I, whether ironically or unknowingly, both JJ Heller and uh, Matthew West also released Christmas albums called Unto Us. Um, okay. But hashtag I was first. So <laughs> <laughs> what hashtag we need Aaron to wins. do is just do a, a Christmas tour with Matthew West, JJ Heller and myself and, and just call it the unto us tour and no one have a problem. This is JJ. That would be fantastic. A different JJ. Uh, we're going out. So this is my fifth time and it's cool. It's, it's been a, it's been a journey um, doing this Christmas um, record. I recorded it. I always wanted to make a Christmas record. And if I had the opportunity I wanted to do it with like full, full orchestra and choir. And it's a, it's a sacred, it's a sacred record. There's no jingle bells on it. Wow. Um, even though I like the song jingle bells, I play that around the house. I just didn't record anything like that. Yeah. Um, and so we went to, I uh, went to Prague and recorded the Prague Philharmonic Orchestra back in 2014. And so the idea of taking this in the road was a little daunting. And we spent the first few years trying to uh, team up with local choirs and orchestras. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. Oh, Long yeah. rehearsals every oh, afternoon yeah. and exhausting. And so this, this year, um, we're repeating what we ended up doing by default last year. Most of the, most of the shows last year, which we ended up kind of enjoying more. Uh, just going out with a small, a small piece. I'm on piano. Um, my friend who's uh, Johnny, who usually plays drums, is just bringing up this percussion set. Got a lot of toys, but he sits on a cajon. Uh, oh, cool. And uh, we're bringing out three strings, uh, cello, violin, viola. Uh, four of us are singing. Uh, and it's just um, kind of reinventing these big orchestral songs into a simple fashion. And we tell the story of, of Christmas night. We're following the, uh, following the shepherds from the hillside outside of Bethlehem into the, into the, the mm. manger scene and then celebrating through the streets of Bethlehem with the good news that Christ is born. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Looking, it'll be, it'll it's be awesome. Good. We've used the overture for a couple of Christmas Eves nice. at our church. Absolutely yes. love it, man. It's beautiful. Love it. That was a lot of fun to play. That, that was inspired by some car commercial. Thank you. Right? <laughs> some, I, don't, I don't know. It was probably Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi always seems to have the best music, but it was a couple of years ago. It was a, it's just, just high piano and chimey and kind of indicative of the Nutcracker. And I'm like, oh, man. I just immediately went to my piano and I started playing uh, We Three Kings, just really high up on the piano. Mm, mm. I thought this would be this would be a cool overture. Put some strings on this. And that's it's what beautiful. it was. That's what it became. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Thank you. Really so a- after Christmas, what's next for you? What's the next, uh, what's the next chapter? Man, 2019 is um, a bit of a blank slate. There's a lot of opportunity and there's a lot of, man, you ever, you ever get that feeling that changes in the air, right? 
uh, mm. experiencing mm. it literally right, right now. Yes. Yeah, yes. changes in the air. That's an exciting right thing. It's, it's it's again, like I said earlier about this about this interview. This is exciting and petrifying. You don't know what's <laughs> going to happen, but when we trust that we are in God's hands, mm. and I talked about this earlier. You know, when I was trying so hard to make something happen, and yet God had something for me to do in the present, mm. um, and I was yeah. so occupied about what I thought should happen in the future, I was missing. Mm-hmm about what God, what work God had for me in the present. I'm just trying to be faithful to what's right in front of me. Mm. Uh, my good friend, um, Will Graham, Billy Graham's grandson, who's a fantastic mm. preacher. Uh, I lead worship for him, privileged to do so every once in a while as he goes around the country and the world. Um, he gives a message on walking through, walking through doors. We're always praying for God to open a door. He gives a couple examples in the Bible about how um, not every door that's open is one you should walk through. He words it better than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but gives the example, the one I always think of is, is the fact that is the story about when David was hiding from Saul. So David's already been anointed to be the next king of Israel. Uh, Saul yep. has a problem with that. Throws a few couple spears at him, misses. David runs for his life. He's hiding in En Gedi uh, in southern Israel. He's hiding from Saul in a cave. Um, and Saul's out looking for him with the whole um, army. Uh, Saul has to use the restroom as people do goes into this cave um, and this is all in the Bible we're reading this and everyone around David all of his mighty men says David this is your opportunity this is your chance God has given him Saul into yep. your hands take his life and take the king the, uh, the throne take the throne uh, and David says no way I'm not going to raise my hand against the Lord's anointed Lord's anointed yep. yep so man there's so many lessons packed into that. One, it was an open door. Just because it was an open door does not mean it was the right door to walk through. You know, lesson one. Right. And wow. man, lifting, and the other thing is like lifting, I wasn't thinking about this, but man, lifting the hand against the Lord's anointed. And I think that might be most prevalent mm. in my experience in the church today whenever we, we slander and we gossip our, you know, our, our leadership in our church, you know, whether it's our pastor or worship leader or uh, any, it doesn't even have to be a church leader, but when we talk about the Lord's anointed, God's put them in, in that place of authority for that, for this time. Do you think that right. slipped God's knowledge? Do you think that slipped? God, I really didn't want him to be the head pastor, but boy, he sure, God's not thinking that, you know, he put him in that position of authority. We can read that in the book of Romans. Um, and Absolutely. so to, to, to lift a word against the Lord's anointed, um, is, a, is a dangerous place to be, right? We just need to, that, that'd be something else I might say to that group as we assemble. Let's be careful that we bless the people in authority, especially in, in our, within the church, right? Yeah, if you get to that place where your fear of God outweighs your fear of man, mm-hmm. and to think about that, okay, mm-hmm. the same God that could destroy me with the snap of his fingers, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not going to come up against his anointing. <laughs> <laughs> that that's uh not gonna dude happen. i'm so curious like i, I your reverence for god's word mm. like i feel i in a way i kind of feel like you and i are spirit animals like <laughs> god's word is everything to me and so like dude where'd that come from from you was that just how you grew up was there a point in time where something flipped and all of a sudden you were like oh my gosh i, I mean this is this is everything i'm probably gonna put that on my parents mm. um my mom, oh my goodness, there was not a morning I, I walked, I woke up and, and walked out that she didn't have the Bible open, her little reading glasses on the end of her nose and a cup of coffee, and she was already deep into studying. She didn't just read, she studied. Yeah. Uh, and I can picture my dad sitting on the, on the left-hand side of the couch with that lamp behind him, just with, that, with, with the Bible open in front of him, and there was a respect oh and a love for God's Word all my life. Uh, I was involved in Bible quizzing which if you're not familiar with that, it's like competition 
scripture memory. And, That's awesome. Uh, it That's was awesome. it was competitive. It was cutthroat. Um, and uh, I was decent. I wasn't great, but there was one time that um, I did get a perfect. I got a perfect score of the day. Wow. I, I, we had you know I think there were six six quizzes of like 15 questions each. And if you answer three right without error, you quiz out. It's like, you're, you're done. You know, you've already scored five touchdowns, sit down on the bench. You're good. You're great. That's, you know, that's what, that's what it felt like. It was one time I, I, I got perfect. That's because the previous month we would do this every month. Um, I, I, I think I erred out. I just missed them all. I didn't jump. I just, I was so unprepared, but man, I mean, wow. you had to memorize and they would say like question number one question, finish this verse, you know, in the beginning, and yet the first person who jumps, they have wow. these electronic pads. They know who jumps, not to shock you, but to know who jumps first. <laughs> uh, and they would call on you and you had to get it verbatim. And if you got one preposition wrong, it was incorrect. And you had a certain amount of time, your scores and bonus points. And it was, it was amazing. I did this for four years and uh, and and walked away with this incredible uh, somewhere in the back of my brain somewhere all these verses still exist yeah um, and I think I probably did more scripture memory in that season of my life than I do now shame to say but uh, I just it's it's given so much life to me the word of the word of God I just I, there's this verse that I opened up to like my Bible just falls open to it um, and it kind of reminds me of what we just talked about. One of my favorite verses, 2 Chronicles 16.9. Listen to this. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to give strong support to those whose heart is blameless toward him. This is one of those verses that I felt like how, when I first saw it a couple of years ago, how have I never read this? What in the world? <laughs> eyes of the Lord are currently running to and fro throughout the whole earth for the purpose of giving strong support to those whose heart is blameless toward him. That makes me want to just drop what I'm doing and say, God, Hey, I need your strong support. And apparently yes. you're looking, for, yes. you're looking to give it. It's like, it's like you've got a million bucks and you're just, you're just looking to who to hand it out to. Mm. Who can I give this? Yeah. To? Who's worthy? Someone whose heart is blameless. Well, that mm. sounds daunting. Like I could never have a blameless heart. Mm. And yet, man, you look at the book of Job chapter one, where God's bragging on, on Job to Satan who shows up to report right in chapter one. Yeah. And God's like, Hey, you considered my servant Job? There's no one like him in all the earth. He's blameless. God calls yes. a human being blameless. That's crazy. That's da hard to wrap your mind right? around. David, oh, after everything yes, he is. Said, does, is called blameless in the eyes of the Lord. Like, how in the world? Oh, There's hope yeah. for us, right? So, like, yeah. God, I want to have a blameless mm. heart. I want to I live like a saint. I want to have a blameless well, heart. Why? Because I covet your strong support. Mm. So when well, you come across gems like that, you're like, how do, I, how do I not carry this with me everywhere I go? Right? This box. Yeah. Wow. And it's, here's the deal. It's, it's, it, it's so possible. I, I just, um, even though I'm a pr production guy, we're in a, uh, just a trying season in our church right now. Wow. And I have become one of the main preachers on the weekend. Really? Wow. Um, yeah. And so, um, I was just preaching in, in Acts where it talks about where, where God, uh, where, where Peter in his sermon in, in Acts chapter three is wow. sharing with the Jews getting them to try to realize, look, Jesus Christ was the Messiah uh -huh. and his blood is now in your hands. But he goes on to say, but repent uh -huh. and God will blot out your sins uh -huh. and then times of refreshing will come your way. <laughs> and so like, if you don't, if you don't jump into this word and begin to understand repent, he's just saying, turn away from it. And if you do, God will blot it out. And if you look at that word, blot it out. Most of the time in the old Testament, when he uses that phrase, it usually means he's annihilated a people group. 
So think about that. If you're willing to repent, to have that blameless heart, because God is walking around, let's say with that million dollars, right? and he's looking for that blameless person, and you're going and you're sitting there going, oh, but I carry all this sin. Okay, you get that. Repent. Turn from it. God will, he will literally annihilate that sin. And then a time of refreshing can come. And so he's looking for, now he sees that person with that blameless heart and he has something he wants to give. So here's why I was asking about the scripture stuff. Um, I think right now, uh, a lot of our, our, of our audience, our worship leaders and, and those that serve in worship. I was at a mixing event yesterday. It's called uh, MXU and it's uh, Andrew Stone from Church on the Move, Lee Fields who mixes for Lincoln Brewster and Jeff Sandstrom who does like passion. He's out with uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman right now. And they just, they just teach all of the things they do in, in audio. Mm-hmm. Well, they always start the day with like a speaker and the speaker uh, is a guy named Stan and he worked here. I think he's actually the founder of the Slingshot Group. And oh. many of our listeners would know Slingshot. They help place uh, pastors into different, you know, positions all over the country. Cool. And so he was doing this thing, 10 things I've learned. And he's just kind of going through it. And if, if you know this guy, Stan, he's just kind of says what's coming off the top of his head. And he said, here's what I know. The two most important things that worship leaders should be doing are A, reading their Bible and B, listening to music. Yeah. And the reality is they're not doing either. And so he says this, there's 150 oh. audio guys in the room. And everyone is shaking their head yes. Wow. So that's a blanket statement. Yeah. I know there are worship leaders out there that are in the word and you're, but there is a sentiment among many that the very thing that we think the worship leaders should be doing is because we've talked about before. Every time you get up there to sing, you're teaching theology. Mm-hmm. You're teaching people about who God is, his character, right his love, his mercy, his forgiveness. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Um, you know, and so like there's a there's a perception that the guys, the tour guides to the Lord himself don't even know who the Lord is and aren't taking them there. Oh, oh, so boy. I just if I could just I know that might sound like a bit like a chide to some of our listeners, but like hey, that's okay. You is, need that. It's an it's an encouragement. Like if you want to see God just do something incredible in your ministry, right where you're planted right now, man, get in his word, let it permeate your soul. And the, it will become contagious to your team. It'll be contagious to the people around you. And then times of refreshing yeah. can come. Yeah, in. man. Amen. I think what I, that makes me think of my favorite times of worship that I've been a part of was times were, were uh, this small uh, men's retreat that we did for a few years based in Pennsylvania. We would get off the grid. We would, we would drive for hours. We would go into nature. We would reconnect with nature and God and each other. And it was so intentionally low budget. We're talking about 25 people max. Um, I bring my guitar, plugged it into nothing. Um, I think for the sake of having lyrics, we would, as technically advanced as we would get, is we would plug in Pro Presenter to a television just so they could see, you know. Yeah. We tried, we tried um, song sheets once, and then they couldn't clap and they couldn't raise their hands. And so, um, <laughs> but man, my favorite thing to do, my favorite thing to do was to, after I, chose the songs that we would do for a given session, about six sessions over the course of a couple of days, um, to look at the songs that we had. And they were all familiar. They're all like, even if they weren't the newest, coolest songs, they were familiar, you know, mm-hmm. so that we weren't learning all these new songs the whole week. They're like, this is new and cool. You need to know this. They know we're pulling out Blessed Be Your Name and old hymns mm-hmm. like Come Now Found that have been around for 300 plus years. And uh, that's what we're singing, songs that they know and love. Um, but I would, I would think what scripture verse would help enhance this next song? 
and I would find a scripture verse for every single, and sometimes it was an entire chapter, sometimes it was just one verse. I would find that. I would write down the reference on a piece of paper, and then I would literally not only pray about what the verse should be, I would pray about who should read it. This is where I started getting excited. Oh. At the, at the meal before each, whether it was breakfast before the morning session or dinner before the evening session, I would find three, like we're doing three songs, for example, I would find three guys and I would hand them this little slip of paper and say, and I'd say, Hey, after we sing like blessed be your name, I want you to, I'm not going to call your name. I just want you to read this verse out loud. So find it in your Bible, whatever version you have, I want you to read it out loud. Like you mean it. And then we'll sing a song. Mm. Guys, mm. I said nothing. As a worship leader, I said, I mean, all the work was like prep. And mm. then I would mm. sing. And you know, I'm, I'm being sensitive to, should we do the chorus one more time? Or are we done? Is it time? You know, that kind of stuff. But I didn't do any commentary. Um, maybe I would have prayed uh, at, you know, briefly at the beginning to, to close the time in prayer end. Um, but in between the songs, it was so amazing to have voices from among us. Okay? Just call out. Um, something like, uh, speaking of blessed be your name, you know, to read from Job chapter one, verse 20, you know, the yeah. Lord gives, the Lord takes away, blessed be the name mm, of the Lord. Mm, so those mm, like, yeah. it again, read it again, <laughs> you know, naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I will return. The Lord gives, the Lord takes away, blessed be your name. And then you start singing blessed be your name. And those guys were in. Wow. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. Scripture, 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 you know, I love it. Woo. Man, this is so good. This is so good. (laughs) I might go run laps after that. (laughs) Oh, man, 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 man. It was so simple. It wasn't fancy at all, right? It was not fancy. There was no percussion. There was no, it was just me and an out of tune guitar. And that's not true. I tuned. Well, I mean, if you're just trying to sing on pitch, you got to at least get the guitar (laughs) right. 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 (laughs) Dude, I love Aaron. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's just, he's the real deal, man. He is. He sure Huge is. Huge fan. I'm a shoosty. I'm a shoosty. I'm also a shoosty. Yep. So, well, hey, guys, thank you so much for listening to episode 11. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Of the Worship Leader Props podcast. And uh, thanks for uh, checking out the memes and being a part and interacting with us. And so you can find us if you're not uh, already following the Instagram account. It's Worship Leader Props on Instagram. You can look up Worship Leader Props on Facebook and then Good luck finding it on Twitter. Just look, <laughs> just put in worship leader probs and look for the the blue face yeah, with yeah, the yeah. hair and the beard. Search the hashtag. So, if, you search, if you search the hashtag worship leader props, you'll find it. There you go. And help so, us get to 50,000. 50K. Yeah, because don't you want to know who Mr. Probs is? Because I want to know. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> help us get to 50, and, man. We're at 35. It's, it's, to walk in the park from here, right? I mean, it's just tell your every friends, day, tell your team, tell your friends, tell your team, tell your friends, tell your team. Every time you say that, I just think of hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> what is that? Did you ever see that? What is that from? You've never seen that? What is it? Hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, uh, when we get off the air, I'm texting you that video. That might change your life today. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Just like the Worship Leader Problems podcast is changing lives, <clears throat> that video will change your life. So, hey. Look for us on any of of your favorite podcasting platforms. And we are so thankful for you, the listeners. And until next time, see ya. You said.